We can't ever forget that we're still creative. Nothing can take that from you. That's like inherent to your being. Keep pressing in. You might be surprised with, with what comes out. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Golden Hour Podcast, brought to you by the Polar Pro Studio. I'm your host, Dave Mays, and we're happy to welcome again to the podcast, Aaron Outdoors. This is our second interview with Aaron Sullivan, aka Aaron Outdoors. If you haven't listened to our very first episode with her, we've linked it in the show notes below to this podcast, and I highly recommend you guys listening to that. You hear the story of how she got started, starting her blog, Aaron Outdoors, as well as her journey into Instagram and as a professional photographer. But this conversation is a little different due to the pandemic and a lot of things going on. Erin actually entered into a completely new niche that she wasn't expecting to be in. She started doing miniature photography and it started taking off like crazy on Instagram. Now, basically six months into the pandemic, she has done a full series of miniature photography and she's been getting hired by several different brands doing this style of photography. I was really inspired when I saw her on Instagram do this whole switch up with her content and it's been really fascinating to follow. So I had to have her on the podcast to talk about this transition and hopefully this conversation will inspire you all as well if you guys happen to be on twitter by the way i would love it if you guys give me a follow at dave mays almost every time that i have a guest on the show i like to post a ama on twitter and see if you guys have any questions for that guest so if you do follow me on twitter if you're a twitter person make sure to uh, be on the lookout for when we have guests on the show and maybe you can have your question included in the podcast also, if you haven't checked out the Polar Pro website in a while, there's a lot of incredible new products on the website. So go over to polarpro.com and see what we have cooking up there. All right, without any further ado, let's listen into my second conversation with Aaron Sullivan. All right, so we are here again with Aaron Outdoors, Aaron Sullivan. Thank you so much for being on the Golden Hour podcast for the Hi. second time. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, a lot has changed in a year. Who would have thought that like oh, the world would be where it is now? <laughs> Not me. <laughs> but you were one well, of some things, I guess. <laughs> I know. Yeah, you were one of the earlier episodes when we started this podcast. I was but a, a wee a wee lad in the podcast world. Um, <laughs> <laughs> a lot has changed in your career and everybody's career in the photography world. Um, but mostly you've almost like really taken advantage of being inside and have created this yeah. whole new world. I would definitely recommend everybody go listen to our first interview. You can hear the whole travel blog kind of story and we can touch on that a little bit. But you started doing these miniatures. When did you start doing that? Yeah. Um, so I started doing the miniature series um, at the end of March. Uh -huh. Things started to close down um, in California, kind of mid to late March. And it, you know, as working in travel, I was noticing as, of course, all of my jobs were being canceled. Yep. for the year and that was kind of to be expected because i knew that we were a couple weeks behind italy and italy had just shut down its borders um which was still felt kind of shocking to yeah. the world at that time which now it's a lot more just normal the new normal um but i was thinking about ways that i could stay creative and like keep the momentum going and yeah. um, challenge myself also so just stay creative and um so I, I thought, well, it would be cool to try to 
create little adventures like from inside my apartment in LA. Um, so <laughs> I decided to do that. And then, um, I thought, Oh, it'd be cool if I could get some like little people figures to put in the images. <laughs> yeah. Um, and in my online search, realize like oh this is a whole genre which it is like miniature photography um is a whole genre and i think um probably tatsuya tanaka is the best known for it uh -huh. these days he's a japanese artist um working in miniature using model toy uh model train figures like what mm. i use yeah. um but it's i think what's so fun about the genre is just how much you can like really make it your own um, and you can really put your own style and, um, yeah. spin on it. Um, and I made it into a hashtag, which is our great indoors, which originally <laughs> I just, I wanted it to have a title because it's a series and it's like a personal project for me. But then I also saw how much joy it was bringing people the first few times that I shared it. Mm -hmm. And I thought, Oh, this would be cool to just like make it a collective thing. So I started that hashtag just so people could contribute to it. And there's thousands of images on there now, which is so amazing. Yeah. I'm looking at it right now. There's over 3000 posts, uh, with our great indoors. We'll link all this in the show notes and it's so cool and inspiring to see that, um, you've really kind of started, you know, people to kind of rethink travel photography because <laughs> in a lot of ways, like you could just kind of squint your eyes and be like, wait a minute, was this just Aaron like somewhere? Oh wait, no, it's not. That's a little guy. <laughs> it's so cool. Right. It's so Thanks. cool. And Thanks. I love what you're doing here. We'll also link, uh, Tanika Tatsua, Tsui, sorry. Uh, I'm totally butchering his name, but incredible photographer as well um doing the miniature stuff what did you find about it like were you able to kind of basically work the same way just for, like in a much smaller scale because it still kind of has the the Aaron uh touch to your images that you Thanks. see you know with normal pictures <laughs> I'm so glad that comes across um yeah I think it's it's very similar I think I apply a lot of the same principles um, to shooting in mini, mm -hmm. um, which is looking at all the details, the color, the contrast, um, the composition. Um, and I think when you have a style, you can apply that to whatever you're shooting. Yeah. Um, it just comes across kind of naturally. So I think that is true. But then the other thing it's been a reminder of is, um, just that we are, multi-dimensional multi-faceted humans mm. and just because you were a, working in travel six months ago maybe now you have started your illustration business or yeah. um trying a whole different um genre you know so that's also been um interesting for me but the, in terms of how how i'm actually shooting stuff one big difference is that um Obviously, if I'm out in the world photographing something, I don't have control over where the mountain is or where the sun is or like what yeah. color the sunset is. Um, but with this series, I have control over all of that. So that's been really interesting because I've had yeah. to really work with my own um, process to like give myself the flexibility to try new things, but also not drive myself crazy when it comes to perfectionism because 
in a sense, like having that much control is kind of overwhelming. Um, I think that that principle is why people, so many people fail to start projects Mm. or to try at all is because they have too many options. They get overwhelmed. Um, so I have to kind of give myself some constraints. Um, so I've tried to create some like rules for my, for the series that are just like internal to me that I try to follow for every image. Um, what are some of those rules if you can share? Um, yeah, I don't, I, my goal for my images in the series and of course, like how people want to take our great indoors is totally up to them. Um, you should definitely check out Al Baker's work. Um, he has like, he's just killing it with his miniscapes, which he started during our great indoors. Mm -hmm. And, um, he's got his own, like you can identify his photos, you know? So these rules just apply to me, (laughs) but for me, I I want it to look a little bit real. I want you to have to do a double take. Yeah. That's exactly what I was doing. Yep. (laughs) Thanks. Okay. That's great. Mission accomplished. I also, for me personally, I don't want to use another image in my image. So some folks are using a photo as like the sky, right? Like a photo of clouds as the sky. Yeah. I want to try to use as much as possible material, like raw materials. Yeah. Um, and then I want the point of focus to be like, I don't want to have to manipulate the objects that much. Like mm-hmm. I want them to still be recognizable as what they are. So if the sweet potato, I want you to be able to see it's a sweet potato after you see it, after you think it's a mountain. <laughs> um, <laughs> And if it's a pillow, I want you to be like, oh, those are pillows. You know, like I want the the behind the scenes photo to look like an absolute mess of whatever, like whatever the item is. I want you to clearly see, oh, Mm -hmm. those are strawberries or whatever. Um, So the reveal to me and like what I'm doing just totally without Photoshop or without um, editing Mm-hmm. Um, I want that to be like impressive just in itself. It's kind of like wanting to shoot everything in camera when you're just yeah. out in the world photographing something. Um, and I use Photoshop a little bit, but it's just to enhance the image. I never wanted to be like reliant on yeah, what you, I'm doing in post. You obviously could go really crazy with compositing with this style where you're just kind of yeah. compositing all these things together. But I think one of the things that makes your stuff so impressive is the the carousel of images that land on the behind the scenes image which is almost <laughs> just as much a part of the, yeah. the the experience i mean what do you have to say about that is that something you've learned or uh, my friend drew from drew photo he kind of like he, i don't know if you know him but he kind of got don't. went viral on instagram and twitter doing oh, cool. a lot of bts photos with the photo and yeah like he has told me it's a little bit of like a double-edged sword because he's got all these photographer followers now. So like, it's not so much the art itself, but like the process of making the art. So like in a way he's kind of just thinking about, Oh, this looks really cool the way I'm doing it. So therefore, right. I'm gonna, therefore I'm going to make this shot just because the photographers are going to nerd out about it. You know, it's like right. you're, you're making, yeah, that. you're making photography for photographers you know what I mean? <laughs> I get it. Yeah, I'm 
I find myself very resistant to documenting my whole process. Like, mm-hmm. I could very well be doing, like, time lapses of setting the stuff up, but I just can't be bothered. I just, like, want to be in my process creating, Yeah. you know? Um, that said, I I know that, that that content does really well. People love to see it. Yeah. Um, they love it's watching the trip. videos. Yeah. And I think that that's really fun and really whimsical and really magical. So I do want to create that, but sometimes I do feel like documenting it can get in the way of like my, my own creativity, sure. you know? So <laughs> I try, I try to just, it's a balance, um, of making sure that I'm documenting part of the process. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, actually in the moment i'm i'm creating and i'm not getting distracted by creating the bts stuff yeah um but when i post them on instagram i put a, a, the behind the scenes photo at the end and it just looks like it's an absolute mess usually on a cutting <laughs> board you know and i think it's so funny um it and is. i think people get a kick out of it because it says visually like you can make beautiful things out of anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and I think that's really cool. I also posted, um, I got more into TikTok recently, and so I've made videos yes. of some of them, and those have done really well. And I posted one on Reels on Instagram. It has like 3 million views, which is so hilarious <laughs> to me. Well, that's um, what, I was going to bring that up. That's something you've added to your repertoire now is TikTok. And obviously, Reels yes. may or may not take over. We, we we'll kind of have see. to see what's going to happen there. But um, yeah. yeah, I mean, what's that journey been like getting into the video world with all that? It's been fun. I think both our great indoors and getting to talk, like taking TikTok more seriously, mm-hmm. um, both began out of just the desire to have fun and to connect with folks and to just try something new. Yeah. And so I think that that authenticity is in a way why it's been successful because people see that. Um, so it's, it's just been fun. I think TikTok is a great platform. I haven't posted on it in a few weeks, actually. So it's on my list to get back to this week. <laughs> but um, I've been like hesitant to post to it because it's like, is it going to go away? <laughs> I It's true, right? But I mean, if you make it on an external um, app, then you just save the video and then you can po- you can yeah. also repurpose the, repurpose the content, put it on Reels. I've been totally. doing that a little bit too. Um, yeah, I but think I a feel lot of people like... are doing that. <laughs> photographers are annoyed at reels on instagram which i get so why is that because it's like oh no all these people are coming over the feed yeah it's not what it used to be as like let me share this my art (laughs) you know and instead it's give me a break uh, go over to visco if you want that (laughs) yeah yeah i agree i'm just like you have to go with the flow yeah, that's. I think. Unfortunately, that's how social media works. These these mega companies like Facebook, they just they're in control. You know, if they yeah. <laughs> if they want to try to take over TikTok, they're gonna do it. But we'll right. see what happens. But yeah, you do have a you have a TikTok that's got like three point five million views. It was uh, I think it was like I guess it was during the pandemic, like right at the beginning, where you you basically preface it by showing like what you used to do, going out like adventure animals nature and then it's like well what do i do now and then boom your miniature stuff and uh that that went super viral on tiktok that one went viral and then there's another one which is super ironic where i'm like here's how i went viral during the pandemic and that one went viral 
<laughs> oh, that's the one that I'm looking at, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah, the so. first one, I think, has maybe 1.5 or 2 million. Gotcha. Um, and then the second one I posted oh, yeah. kind mm-hmm. of... I see that. <laughs> yeah. Um, just because I had more of a body of work at that point, and it yeah. had already, like, picked up traction. That's so funny um, how TikTok works. And I just thought it was, yeah. like, an interesting story. Mm-hmm. I didn't think that it was going to pop well, off like that but here kids, we are. <laughs> yeah i mean kids who are on tiktok like if there's anything about going quote viral they're like mm. super into it because that's all they care about unfortunately but i had a couple of viral hits on tiktok with the uh, music video parodies that i did and oh nice those performed really well there they didn't perform well on youtube but they got you know over a million views on on tiktok but great um it is an interesting and completely different audience but um I think you've got a great set of skills that that play really well in that uh, genre, and I hope you well, continue uh, doing that. That's awesome. I will. I I think TikTok is so fun, and I it still feels like a different ecosystem than Reels. You know? Yeah, so... it does. Just like how Snapchat feels different than Stories, and I kind of miss like when Snapchat was cool and new and everybody was right. using it. I kind of liked the aspect of it only being the story you know and now mm-hmm. obviously everybody just uses instagram but you kind of miss a little bit of that snapchattiness of snapchat yeah so yeah we'll see if tiktok keeps i i feel like gen z is gonna i i feel like gen <laughs> z is not going to abandon ship on tiktok yeah um, we'll see. This could be a really dated around. podcast, or you will be predicting the future. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? Well, we'll see. <laughs> it's on record. One of the things that's so inspiring about the the miniature work is it just shows that artists are just plain old artists, and like no matter what happens in the yeah. world, like we have to create, we have to go out there and make stuff. And I think anybody who's listening who Maybe feels a little, I mean, it's depressing. And, you know, I think a lot of us are starting to adapt. But that's one of the things that we can learn from what you've done here is you've completely adapted to what the world has given us. Can you speak to that? And, you know, just how other people can just be encouraged to go try new things? Because this obviously is similar-ish to what you've been doing in the past, but it's clear that you've completely adapted to this. Yeah. I think that we need to remember that our creativity isn't restricted to one thing, Mm -hmm. one genre, one medium. Um, It's like you said, artists are artists, um, are artists, (laughs) right? Um, People know me as a travel photographer, but I've had past lives doing other types of art, you know? Um, and you've and, done freelance work that people don't see too. So Right, of course. And um, I think that's true for so many um, creators. Uh, we might know them for this one thing or this one project, but meanwhile they might have this completely other rich and deep body of work Mm-hmm. in that field or in another in a completely different field you know so um don't be shy right i no. think <laughs> um i think it's you have to take it as an opportunity like what's the other option you you know like we're in a time where we have to adapt yeah and if you don't adapt like unfortunately that is you're not gonna 
I don't believe that you will come out successful because you, you have to be adaptable and artists are really good at that. Don't forget that. Um, yeah. you know, you, and you have to just get those creative juices flowing. I think the momentum is so important. Like when you create, you want to create more, you get more ideas, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I believe that our creativity comes from our higher power, whoever that is for you. And if you, for me that I would call that God. So for me, if, if I get an idea and I'm like, thanks, but no, thanks God. Like I'm not creative. I'm not going to do that. Then why, why am I going to get more? I'm shutting that out. Mm. I'm closing myself off. Whereas if I go, Oh, that's interesting and weird. Why don't I try it? You try it and, and you open, you you like open, you turn on the faucet. So for for more ideas to flow in, you're just a conduit for, um, like universal intelligence. Right. So, um, I think that's so true for art. Remember I had a job, um, for a time and my boss there, it was a video production company, but it was, it was kind of restricted in this little niche. And I was like, man, I I don't know if I'm going to be able to, to deal with this. He was like, Dave, there's there's like walls here. There's like, there's guardrails on either side of, of what you can and can't do. But inside of those guardrails, there's like so many like layers you can go up and down with like, and Mm. it really opened up my eyes. I was like, okay, so as long as I stay within this little thing, this little niche, I can do really anything. And like, Yes, you're you're doing the Instagram thing. Like every image is, uh, you know, four by five, and you've got the carousel, and you've learned how to play the Instagram game. So there's a little bit of that in this. But you've experimented and done like you're taking what you've done with the outdoor stuff, and you're obviously doing it now with these miniatures in your own unique way. And you're still able to tell that it's a watermelon and an onion, and like it's just so brilliant. And anyways, I'm kind of. Tooting your horn here a little bit, but um, (laughs) but yeah, like just because you know, just because of this pandemic doesn't mean we can't just sit around and do nothing. Like, there's a lot to be done still, and a lot of creativity here. Um, I totally agree. And at the same time, don't feel like you have to write a book or you know (laughs) do your. You know, I think there's a lot of pressure right now, right? Like, if you didn't emerge with an eight pack, like, what did you do with your life? But, um, but also, you know, take care of yourself. I think that's, that's part of creativity as well as the self-care piece and the, you know, really, um, taking care of your mental health and, and putting that first so that you can show up for the world and you can be of service. Mm-hmm. Um, is super important and, and trying not to judge yourself in the process. I think a lot of, I've seen some comments on my posts that have been like, she, she, she did this. And like, I've watched three seasons of friends or <laughs> whatever. Um, and like, don't come, what, what do you benefit by comparing your level of productivity to somebody else's like productivity is kind of a a moving target, um, in today's world. I think it's a changing definition. Um, and sometimes just getting to the end of the day is what we can do. So I think that's important (laughs) too. Exactly. What, by the way, what have you learned as a photographer photographing miniatures? What are some techniques that you've learned? Um, Mm. obviously, you're dealing with a ton of uh, depth of field now. You've got, 
you know, the whole macro lens world to explore? Like, what are some photography techniques that you've picked up along the way here? Yeah, totally. So I'm shooting everything on my Sony A7R III and a 90 millimeter f2.8 macro, the Sony Mm -hmm. one. Mm -hmm. Um, And I use a tripod for most shots just because I need a lot of light. Um, for these, I like shooting it at around F eight. Um, just because if you go wider, it becomes this really wild tilt shift that Mm -hmm. looks, it doesn't look, doesn't give you that realistic effect that I'm going for. Yeah. So I do kind of want (laughs) to, yeah, yeah. So I, I usually try to play around with the aperture a little bit, but I typically land around eight or nine. Um, for most of my shots, um, tripod is crucial Two second timer crucial. Um, just because some of these are like five second exposures and I don't want it to be blurry. Yeah. Um, and then what's funny is that if I want it to be a sunset, I typically have to shoot it at sunset, you know, even <laughs> though, even though it's inside my apartment, cause I'm dealing, I'm using mostly natural light. And then I also use like a smart light bulb. Uh-huh. Um, and so if I want it to look like sunset colors i have to do it right after sunset so i still get a tiny bit of ambient light but then i can use like a colored light bulb as like my sky that's hilarious um yeah so funny um and then i think (laughs) just paying attention to like attention to the detail trying to put together um a composition that mimics what we might see in our human size world. <laughs> um, and one way I do that is I try to sketch out what I'm going for before I even set it up. Uh-huh. It just helps my brain. Yeah. Um, so I'll just do a really rough sketch of what I kind of have in mind and that'll guide me on like, okay, well, this is what I'm going for. So let me try to make this first. Cause otherwise I think it'd be kind of frustrating to just be like, not really have a, guidepost for like where where you're trying to go yeah I just made one I'm looking at it right now I I made one last night for a client it'll probably be posted by the time this goes live um it's for my client it was just the beaches of Fort Myers and Sanibel and I recreated a photo that I took on a job for them last year Uh um and I sent it to my parents this morning just to see what they thought and they were like that's not a miniature it's like, yes. <laughs> amazing Mission accomplished yeah so we'll see um you'll see if that was the the mom reaction or not when you <laughs> yeah i know right now she's pretty they're pretty honest so yeah same here um, but still there's always that like thought like okay well that's that is mom <laughs> you have to say that right no no that's um, awesome though well also speaking of my mom when i first started it my mom made a miniature Really? <laughs> she wanted, yeah, because she kept thinking, she's, my mom is so creative. She's, she doesn't work in art at all. Um, uh-huh. But she's always like growing up, we would make like gingerbread houses and oh, that's um, so cute. like just that. different, like crafts. always, yeah, so many crafts. Were you and homeschooled? Her, no, I wasn't. Um, no, public school kid. Nice. But Me she, too. her stuff was always so good. Whenever we would do like coloring books and like, whatever i would be so jealous because her stuff was just always amazing um anyway so she made her own great indoors scene and it's a beach Uh so for this project um with 
my client in Florida is uh, challenging their audience to create a beach. And I'm like, I have to show you guys what my mom made in, in March. And they're like, oh my gosh, can we share this? Like oh, wow. <laughs> to launch it? And I'm like, yeah. So my mom is going to get her, uh, you know, her, her spotlight. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> for her creation, which is so fun. Well, I think that's a, the next topic I want to get on is is the client work that you've been able to snag through all this. Yeah. Which is so, again, like a year ago, if I told you, hey, by the way, you're going to be getting paid to make miniature make scenes. Make stuff in your bedroom. <laughs> You'd be like, okay. <laughs> yeah, I would. You know, I would have been like, fascinating. Sounds good. Like, <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Um, uh, tell me about that. Yeah. Like, obviously I would imagine you weren't necessarily like going into this thinking like, Ooh, this is going to get me some brand work. Like, <laughs> but no, I just, I it started it happening. Like, yeah. I thought it would be like maybe a 10 part series, mm-hmm. you know, like, Oh, I'm going to do this. This will be fun. But after, after I posted the second one, after I shared it, Mm-hmm. The response is like, I'm, we're on to something here. The paper bag um, canyon? Yes, the paper bag canyon. And then I posted the broccoli. And after the broccoli, it was like BuzzFeed yeah. was in my email. Like all these press um, people wow. were wanting to Washington Post. Like It's great that you, know, you, you tagged, um, what's his name, Tanaka in all those oh, too. Oh, Tatsuya. Yeah. Um, did I? I, th- I think I tagged him. I definitely tagged him early on as like you know, Hey guys, just cause I, I want to be clear that I'm not like inventing a genre or claiming that I've started miniatures, you know? And there've been some <laughs> comments on one of my TikToks That's like, you're totally ripping off Tatsuya Tanaka. And I'm like, not real. I mean, I think it's because people think he's the only one that does it. Well, that's like so saying then, every travel photographer is ripping each other off. I mean, <laughs> more people right, can do similar things. But. Yes, I know. Um, so I'm, I've tried to, um, be really clear that like there's, uh, Tatsuya Tanaka is incredibly talented. I would love for him to notice me. Um, <laughs> but I think <laughs> no, the, but, the story but, of you doing this during the pandemic is what is so fascinating. Is. is the story of a travel exactly. influencer turning into this. Yeah. So it's the, it's the context. A hundred percent. I posted a reel. It's also a TikTok on like, you know, eight photographers that are doing amazing miniatures and that have been doing it way longer than me that yeah. you have to check out, you know? Yeah. Um, so there's so many other creators that, and, and, and what's so amazing about it is that everybody has their own signature, right? Mm. Um, and that's true for any genre, but it's really cool in this one. And so basically, yeah, after the, the, the broccoli one, you started getting right. a lot of yeah. attention and uh, press. Uh, press. It was, the press was, was going a bit bananas. Um, and then one of my existing clients inquired and then more folks inquired and then it was food and then it was a backpack and then it was a tourism board. And then it was, you know, so it, it just kind of built on itself and then it was, um, Honda and then, um, it was salt and straw. I just shot three flavors of ice cream for salt and straw. I love that place. So, <laughs> I me love that too. I mean, they also sent me three gallons of ice cream so that I could accomplish that. <laughs> Heck yeah. I wasn't mad at all. Not, not at all. Um, Very but cool. yeah, it's, I've gotten more work this year than last year actually oh because God. of this project. 
And I think one Um, thing that can easily be overlooked is like, oh, wow, Aaron just did this and boom, it happened. It's like, no, all the years Mm -hmm. of hard work of growing and building your following, uh, building your blog, just putting the work in allowed this shift to happen to where you already had a base and a foundation. And once the switch occurred, that's when just boom, it, it all happened. But it wouldn't, you know... Obviously, maybe if somebody just started doing this, was a little bit smaller, didn't have all that foundation, sure, maybe it could go viral too. But um, the fact that you already had the understanding of running a business and, and doing yeah. client work, you're able to really harness that and just run with it, right? Right. Two things. First thing is, yes, I'm an overnight success. It only took me 10 years. <laughs> um, second thing is... Um, I'm, I'm so grateful that I didn't get the following or the success that I wanted when I wanted it Mm. because several years ago when so many of my friends were growing rapidly in the travel space and I wanted my account to grow rapidly too. Like I wanted those clients. I wanted those jobs. I wanted those influencer gigs, right? Sure. Had I gotten them, I, my journey wouldn't have been the same and um, it wouldn't have been right for me and I wouldn't have even known what to do with it, you know? Yeah. Um, I'm so grateful that it all happened, um, in its correct timing for me mm. and not, and, and that it wasn't rushed. So I think that's totally true that like, if, if somebody did this and they were, had a different set of circumstances than I did, it uh-huh. might've gone viral too. It might've not, you know? Um, but I think you have to to do everything in your control and then trust in the timing too. Totally. By the way, I just went on social blade in April. You gained 52,000 followers. Yeah. My account's almost tripled since the pandemic began. Yeah. You were, you were doing on average, like over a thousand followers a month, which is very awesome. But then like something just happened there and then you've been growing 25,000, 20,000 a month for Mm -hmm. the last three months. That's so awesome, Aaron. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it's um Did you find it? So is this it? Like are you kind of like, okay, I'm done. This is my new thing or is it just another tool on the tool belt? Like are you becoming the miniature girl now or like what what do you what do you have to think about that? <laughs> yeah. Cuz you know people a... are going to put you in a box again. Oh, totally. Such a good question. I mean, they can try. obviously they can't because you did this in the first place you're already you're already in a certain box to begin with right so this is a thing that i do just like travel photography is a thing that i do you know um totally i there's a lot of other stuff that i that i do and can do and maybe will do um (laughs) you know and i think you can do other things multiple things um (laughs) i think we can't forget that um we can reinvent and show different sides of ourselves whenever we want to um it's definitely a thing i will continue to do though i think i mean it's so fun and i'm such a nerd about it like i'll (laughs) be in a rabbit hole looking for model train figures and i'll find something like Mm. i have um I have so many figures that I haven't even used yet and I don't even know how I'm going to use them, but I found them and I had to have them. 
I ordered them. Um, Do you have like an organization closet now with all this stuff, like in little I drawers and need things? Need one. Or, like I imagine I have an the organizer, uh, but it's not that big. Tough. I, I imagine that old man from Toy Story Two that like fixes the Woody doll, you know, and he has like this like yeah, this toolbox out. thing and like little magnifying glass that just like triples itself with little glasses. You know right. what I mean? I think you're gonna become. I mean, that. thank you for <laughs> vote of confidence. I. I definitely have like a little like work box toolbox thing. Um, but I think that as things grow and also I'm, my apartment is small and mm. in the next probably six months, I'll move into a bigger place where I can actually have a designated office space. Yeah, like a studio, um, a miniature studio, huh? Just, yeah, I just, um, I'm ready to, not work out of my like living quarters i mean it is funny now how like when you see the behind the scenes shot it's literally on your bed <laughs> yeah well i'm like that's the space we're working with kids um it's inspiring and that's and that's like where i get the best lights so i'm like why not i i have sheets now that are like designated drop sheets yeah you know <laughs> i'm like well this is for art now um but yeah, I mean, it's funny with how things have changed. It's like I never invested in a in a big living space mm-hmm. before because I was home like half my time. But now that I'm here more, now that I'm working here more, I'm like, okay, well, maybe we need to readjust <laughs> yeah. a yeah. bit. Um, well, it works out. A lot of people are moving out of L.A. right now. So. I know. Yeah, it, it definitely works potentially in my favor so we'll i mean i feel obviously it's horrible that so many folks are struggling and that this is such a challenging time and um i do want to recognize like the privilege that i have to have been able to do this in the first place to even like have the mental capacity um and the security to like the um, health yeah yeah, the health, right? The like safe place to live, um, access to food, like um, all that good stuff that's necessary, um, but not all people have. So anyway, um, it has been such an interesting ride. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think a lot of people can still be inspired, um, you know, now hopefully – after it's been gosh has it been six months i guess i don't know march Five months. may june july august yeah almost, almost six months almost september can you believe Five, it oh yeah. my gosh it's like half a year of this i can't believe I know. it yeah but yeah hopefully by now you know if you're healthy and and things are i don't know at least for me and from a lot of my friends it seems like things are slowly getting back to normal i hate to say it because i know in a lot of cases that's not true but Mm-hmm. We're just we're just adapting. Humans adapt, and I'm used to putting a mask on every time I walk outside my car. And like, if I right. if I walk into Starbucks for a second and I don't have it, I'm like, oh crap! And like, I run in my car and go grab it, and like, I'm I immediately right. recognize like I don't have it. You know, it's just so normal now, and mm-hmm. that is our new normal. And I don't know. It's just it is strange. I've got a two year old and a a ten month old, and like my son is like seeing mom and dad putting masks on every day like right. and so to him he's gonna grow up thinking like oh yeah that's that's just normal you know everybody wears masks all the time you know all these children right. are gonna grow up seeing that and being like oh yeah in public you wear a mask when you're home you don't have to but 
it's just, it's just a strange time. Hopefully, in a year or so, we'll be at least to be able to go see Batman and Wonder Woman in the theaters. I hope so. I hope so. Um, <laughs> I I miss travel dearly. Um, this time has also been a time to explore within and yeah. closer to home and um totally of course push, I, I can't, push creativity in other ways i can't wait to see you do miniatures outside in locations like i can't wait to see you blend a broccoli with like a rainforest like in real Thanks. life you know what i mean yeah. like it's something that you're I'm, gonna do that I'm, right <laughs> yes i'm actively thinking about like i mean because the behind-the-scenes little... photo of that will be so That's cool. So funny. <laughs> I mean, I um, I have all these little figures now, and I feel like they've made such a um, name for themselves. Like in my body of work, I don't think I could just like be done with them. So yeah. Um, and it's not like they take up a lot of space. So I'll definitely be bringing them on trips whenever that starts again. Um, you should have somebody it's... make. Uh, an Aaron figure. Oh my gosh! And your blue, yeah, your I blue could. outfit that you post all the time. <laughs> yep, we <laughs> could do it. Another thing happened between now and last time I talked to you. You gave a TED talk. Oh yeah, that's pretty cool. That. Tell me about Thank that. You. What was that experience uh, like? Um, oh man, what a bucket list um, event! I was sitting I guess it would have been about a year ago I was mm. sitting at my desk at home and I got an email and it said invitation to speak at TED <laughs> and what? I just dropped to my knees I was like what <laughs> um, um yeah and it was like you know, we like your work from this and this and do you want to come and speak in November and I was like be cool, be cool, be cool, be cool. Um, <laughs> like, yes, of course I do, you know? Um, yeah. So the topic that I was, I mean, I developed with the folks at TED um, mm -hmm. was just diving into, are you losing a moment because you're stuck behind the camera? Mm. Um, this, mm. this idea That's of good. intentionality and, you know, why are you, why are you taking the picture? Um, is it like ruining the memory for you or, or the experience for you? Like, yes. do we still experience things the same way, um, as we did before we had a phone or a camera in our hand, you know? Yeah. Um, so that was the idea of it worked on it, um, for a few months and then memorized it for two weeks at least <laughs> you have to memorize a ted talk fully there's no prompter or anything oh, wow. um and uh yeah i delivered it in november in new york um and perfect timing you can watch it on the ted website right before you couldn't <laughs> i mean not right before but you know right worked before out. Yes, I'm grateful for the timing, absolutely. Um, yeah, and it has over a million views on the TED website. It's on the TED podcast. Um, and lots of conversations have come from it. Some people are like, I totally agree. 
Kentucky, and some people are like, this is the most pretentious TED Talk I've ever heard. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I mean, there's always... A, I guess you could kind of... If you look at every TED Talk with that perspective, I think everyone could you be seen as that. You will always find it. But yeah, it's, of course. it's just a... Oh, brother. I, I love that that message because I can relate so much to that. I did about three years of mission uh, work where I was doing videos and documentaries for people all over the world. And I, I became desensitized to the poverty and the need for just like, I don't know, just soaking in what was going on and being present because mm. when you have a camera in your hands, it's easy to just kind of get focused on that and remove yourself from the environment you're in. So I can totally relate to that. I had to really stop and, you know, pray and kind of be more present when I was doing those projects because I found myself being desensitized to the poverty that I was seeing. Mm. So interesting yeah i think it could be and i use a few examples in the talk i talk about a time when having a camera with me enhanced my experience a time when it took away from my experience and kind of felt like a block between me and reality um Mm -hmm. and then a time when i wasn't allowed to even have a camera or take a photo um and those are all interesting and um i'm not sure if the talk I didn't intend for it to have like a clear um, answer, yes or no. Um, but the takeaway is just to be intentional, whatever your decision is. Yeah. Um, if totally. you choose to take a picture or you don't, um, getting clear on that why, um, and really staying in the present moment with the people you're with, in the place that you're with, um, and with yourself too. Let's see. Um, is there anything else that you would like to mention or talk about as we close up this interview? Um, I don't think so. But if people want to buy prints, they can do that. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> I'll mention that. I'll mention that for sure. Great. Yeah. That it, Interestingly, prints have never been a huge part of my business. But um, since starting Our Great Indoors, my print sales have been really great um well yeah i want to and i want to hang them awesome. on my wall <laughs> thanks yeah I, I think i mean it's i think it's such a relatable like series because we've all gone through like this time together yeah. um so i think it's i guess if people want to have it in their like home i'm i'm obviously really grateful to them um for that and honored to be in anybody's for my work to be in anybody's house. Um, but it's such a unique, um, series of images that it's not surprising that this is the one that, um, they've would have chosen to, yeah. to purchase for themselves. There's such a variety of, of great colors and, um, you can buy like three and, and put them on a, on a nice canvas and they all kind of they match in a nice way right so, yeah, yeah i can i understand why people really dig totally. it totally for salt and straw we did um postcards oh nice. so you can buy like a pint of ice cream and uh-huh. then also you can get a postcard with it <laughs> that's amazing or four postcards all of the images yeah it's so cool really fun <laughs> so let's say 
you know, pandemic is over. You can start traveling again. Um, you start getting some more client work overseas. What is uh, what does Aaron Outdoors look like post pandemic? What are some things that you're kind of looking forward to 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 experiment with now that you've learned, you know, what you've learned over the last six months doing doing this series? Yeah, um, I think it it looks like continuing to be intentional with travel, um, traveling more slowly, um, Mm -hmm. taking care of what stories I'm sharing and how I'm sharing them. Um, and also making room for more miniatures, but also other stuff that I didn't want to do that I have no idea about yet. Um, staying open to new media and um, new techniques and new genre of, of stuff um, so that I can uh, continue to, to grow and learn um, as, a, as an artist. Heck yeah. And is there anything like that you'd like to, to say to anybody who's listening who's just really inspired by what you're doing here? Uh, we've touched on a lot of it, but just give me that just overall like message that you want to put out there for, for people who are listening who are maybe feeling a little ready to get back into the game and and start creating again. Yeah, sure. Um, I mean, we can't ever forget that we're still creative. Um, that nothing can take that from you. Um, that's like inherent to your being. So keep pressing in and, um, just keep trying. I think, I think, um, you might be surprised with, with what comes out. Absolutely. Who would have thought you'd be here doing this now? I mean, it's so cool and just be open to anything. And, uh, it can be overwhelming sometimes as a creative. I know for me, I have just a ton of ideas all the time in my head. I, I put them in my, my notes and, you know, I've got like the superhero TikTok idea I want to do. And I do the music video parodies and the oh, gear reviews yeah. and f- yeah. short films and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, it's fun when you find something like what you found and you can just really just pour everything into it and just really focus on it and get really good at it and get great at something, something that you love. And, uh, I'm just excited to see where you go with it. And, uh, I hope you continue to experiment with other ideas and find other things that can add to what you're doing now to be, um, you know, just more and more. That's what makes artists artists and it's real inspiring to see what you've done. So thank you so much for being on and for sharing. So thanks. Happy to. Um, yeah, I think I just don't want people to forget, like you are uniquely creative too. It's not just me or anyone else that you've seen make a big pivot recently. Um, you're fully capable as well. Totally. And forget about the algorithms and the, all that crap, just make stuff you know mm-hmm. so important and then you could tweak it for the algorithm later <laughs> yeah. yeah of course the algorithm does matter but um <laughs> well, i mean have you thought yeah. about doing a new account is that something you've i'm sure a lot of people have asked you that right about it, but i it decided is, it's not you. to yeah because it's me and like this is just another project that i'm working on me the artist um yeah. And there will be projects in the future. So um, 
and hopefully lots of them. So I don't want to make like a new account every time I start a new series, you know? Totally. I agree. But you did yeah. start a TikTok account. Everybody go follow her on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm Aaron Outdoors on TikTok. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Aaron, for being on the Golden Hour podcast again. Uh, I guess we'll have to have you on next year when you become uh, like a, I don't know, like a space photographer. Like you go to outer space and take pictures of planets and stuff. That's probably what you're going to do next year. So Literally, I, I have a project coming up involving a telescope so you're not far off all right not far off (laughs) well thanks Erin it was it was a blast interviewing you again and uh and catching up on everything so we'll have to stay in touch yeah we'll talk soon thanks a lot thank you I hope you guys enjoyed my conversation with Aaron Sullivan, aka Aaron Outdoors, or more Aaron Indoors these days. It was a real pleasure to have a conversation with her, talk about this huge shift that she's had in her career. And it's real inspiring to me to see how quickly she was able to just transition into a full new niche that has now turned into work. And in fact, it's actually grown her account larger than anything ever in her past. I really hope that this conversation was inspiring to you all. And like Aaron said too, if you've been tired or sick or maybe even a little depressed during this time, you know, we don't want to try to make you feel bad about her shift into this. Everybody has their own pace with things, so that's totally understandable. But maybe now after six months, we can all start to see what's going on in the world, make little adjustments, and find new ways to create using our giftings and our talents that we have, just like Aaron did. We've linked all of Aaron's work in the show notes below, so make sure to check out her Instagram page and her blog, and of course, polarpro.com, where you can get anything that you could ever imagine for your cameras or drones. And I mean that. Once again, I'm your host, Dave Mays. This is the Golden Hour Podcast brought to you by the Polar Pro Studio, and we'll see you next Tuesday.